0: This is a HeadGum Original.
1: Oh yeah. (laughs) Welcome to Buckets. What a long, long year. Filled with too many ups and downs, really. But we finally made it. You know, they said we'd lose to the Clippers. They said we'd probably lose to the Bucks, but that didn't happen. We didn't even play them. We took down the hottest bubble team in five, the MVPs in five, the upstart Denver Nuggets also in five, the team of destiny in the Miami Heat also went down in six, they said Rondo was washed, they said Keith was the worst Morris twin, they laughed when we signed Boogie, they laughed when we lost Boogie, they laughed when we replaced Boogie with Dwight, but here we are, 17 times world champion. That includes 11 since the 1980 season. That's five with Magic, five with Kobe, and now one with LeBron motherfucking James. William, what do you have to say? Oh,
0: that dropped in so perfect. That I love LA dropped in so sweet. Amir, you have such a (laughs) smile on your face. That was just a real treat.
1: I haven't slept. I didn't go to sleep last night. I was at LAX waiting for the team. Uh, Turns out they flew home this morning, so it was sort of a fool's errand. Me and a a few buddies of mine sort of spent the entire night circling uh, LA airport, then Burbank just in case. Van Nuys didn't show up, finally came home, called it a night, and I guess they're landing right about now. Okay,
0: back to LAX we go. Good talking to you,
1: everybody. This has been Buckets. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, How was it? How was the game for you? How was the series for you? How was the playoffs? Let's talk
0: about the game because the game just ended yesterday, and that is the deciding game where the Lakers won the 17th championship. Like you said, it was so fun for about four minutes, and then the Lakers just said, no, not today. Not today. (laughs) And what, what did it end at at half? Was it 26,
1: 36? I believe it was 64 to 36 at half. That is so humbling. So 28 point (laughs) difference going into it when you
0: only scored 36.
1: Yeah. Um, At that point, it felt inevitable. It felt good. I wasn't ready to celebrate yet because I'm like... There's a world where we have the worst letdown in championship history. But fortunately, that didn't happen.
0: Yeah. um, Coming off of Game 5, which was one of the most hold-your-breath NBA Finals games I've ever seen before, where every play counted and everyone was scoring, and it was just like onslaught of great basketball. This felt like the spiritual inverse, where it was like, (laughs) we gave you that one good game. Now, what should happen will happen. And Anthony Davis on defense was so insane. And not just when he was in the play, but to watch Tyler Hero, to watch Jimmy Butler, to watch these guys attack the rim and have wide open layups, but fear the concept of AD, just the idea of him, they would kick it out to Jay Crowder for 30 foot threes instead of taking wide open layups. So kudos right out the gate to Anthony Davis for just stopping them from being confident in game six.
1: Yeah, he was everywhere. He was like stopping the penetration and then getting back to block an alley oop like mm-hmm. from the same play. He was at like eighteen feet from the rim and then blocking an alley oop like at the rim.
0: I thought that one of the Heat's greatest strengths was pump faking the three because you have to respect their shooters, and then they just drive hard to the glass. And they could do that pretty successfully, but when they got to the glass, they would kick it out for a three every single time, as opposed to attacking. So
1: Yeah, it's it's like ingrained in their brain that they have to kick it out even if they're wide open. Mm-hmm. And then their floaters were not falling at all like airballing mm. short yes. banking off the backboard too hard long they looked they like were, they had they were dead shook.
0: legs game five <laughs> was the game and then game six they were just like we're cooked like there's nothing left like when jimmy butler is gassed the rest of your players are gassed you know yeah yeah
1: well that was the thing Everyone was like oh miami's too tired this isn't a fair fight it's like the Lakers also played a very tough game on game 5 like right just because they lost doesn't mean like they are not prone to the same level of fatigue but like LeBron James you know is superhuman so it doesn't count for him.
0: Right. And not to mention that AD is quote unquote hurt in this game. He's coming right. off his a 40 hours heel? ago. He broke his heel. He didn't break his heel but he hurt his heel bad enough,
1: you know. Yeah, bruised heel. Didn't seem to bother him at all. And then Dragic out of nowhere. Yeah, when I saw that I asked that kind of felt like a white flag to me. R-
0: Drogic right. immediately comes into the game, throws up a really cool alley oop, like right <laughs> off the curl to bam, and you're like, uh oh, like is this actually gonna be it? And then his next like five possessions were just like <laughs>
1: no no, he's got a bum foot. <laughs> yeah. It's this like almost like uh we're like celebrating Goron by letting him play in a finals even though he's not helping. Like That's what it kind of was- felt like. Was he any better than Kendrick Nunn? I don't think so.
0: Mm, Kendrick Nunn had game five, but man, game six, the entire Heat team was just like, we're too tired to keep doing this. We can't keep doing this. And the Lakers just took them out in the first 16 minutes. Spiritually, they were like, it's over. There's no, you can't, you can't do this. So from a Lakers fan perspective, are you happy with how the game played out? Do you wish it was maybe
1: a little tighter just for the sense of drama? Or are you like, give me the title? No, I was like, give me the title, definitely. Especially because this is game six. I'm like, holy shit, if we lose this game, we're going to be playing game seven. I'm like, I'm already so anxious from Friday into Sunday. I'm like, I don't know if I can handle an extra level of anxiety. So I'm like, I hope we come out with a sense of urgency. Like it's the fourth quarter and we're down 11, Mm -hmm. even though we're up like 10. And that's exactly what they did. They're like, Everywhere, hustling, running, mm-hmm. like, destroying, hitting threes. Rajon Rondo comes in and just fucking takes over. Holy right. shit.
0: I know. I think in game five, it felt like every single Heat player was operating on their highest level. Like, they were just completely—and when that happens, they won by four. You know? Yeah, exactly. And <laughs> you need to basically replicate that for three more games, which can't really happen. Whereas the Lakers kind of operated on their, like, not baseline, but mid-level, where the effort didn't seem there, the offensive boards didn't seem there, the defense didn't seem there in
1: Game 5. And then in Game 6, they were like,
0: no, we could just do this.
1: And Yeah, it's they the, did that. the whole turning it on thing. That they yeah. said, like, the Clippers were doing all year, even though, like, the Clippers never uh, had the championship pedigree to like fall back on. Mm -hmm. They were acting like it's okay. We'll turn it on when it's important. We'll turn it on when it's important. Mm -hmm. The Lakers were actually able to do that. Mm -hmm. So halfway through the game, you're thinking we won. This
0: is amazing. Or is there any, any spot of like, um, anxiety in you where it's like, I don't know, they go on a run in the third quarter.
1: Yeah, at halftime, we were up 28. I'm like, holy shit. If we just win the third quarter, it's over. They're right. not coming back from like down 30 with right. like 12 minutes left. And then I think we won the third quarter by one. We were up 29. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, all right, great. Now, if we just win the next four minutes, then it's really, really over. It was fun and to And I clock think they made a run to get it down to 21. That was and then the eventually 13.
0: I mean, it ended right, at 13. Right, that was a weird <laughs>
1: yeah. Not right.
0: Yeah, it was, but it was not a 13-point game. It was fun to clock each Lakers' face with when they were going to allow themselves to acknowledge that we're probably going to win now. Like, <laughs> yeah. every minute in the fourth quarter, like, as they tick down, you saw, like, a slightly bigger smirk arrive on Anthony Davis's face. Just everyone's feeling a little better. And then when you yeah. see Dudley and Quinn Cook and the gang come in, you're like, put the ring on my finger right now.
1: I thought that was a great moment when AD like started just like walking away from the bench, sort of overwhelmed with emotion, like to like walk towards this giant Larry O'Brien, oh ben, uh, Larry O'Brien trophy, and then LeBron joined him and like hugged him and brought him back to the bench. That was very cool to see as a Laker fan.
0: It did feel like the, and of course they've been teammates for the whole season, um, but it did feel like the like first time where it was like, and now they are the official twosome. It feels like it's yeah. now bronzed in history, like the hugs that they were sharing, the kind of like just like brotherhood of just like emotion that they were sharing between the two of them. It was like for the first time I random basketball fan, like see them as like a Stockton and Malone, like a proper twosome,
1: you know? Yeah. And wow. What a, what an amazing twosome. I remember the debate before the season was like, who's the, who's got the best duo. And some people were like Paul George and Kawhi, the two best wings and they can play defense. Right. James Harden and Russ, like, you know, like who's stopping two MVPs on the same backcourt. Yeah. And now it doesn't even seem like who's the closest to LeBron and AD. They could be like number one and two in the NBA.
0: And the fun question now becomes now that AD has done it once, is it his league now? Is it expected that he rips off like six, maybe two more with (laughs) LeBron, but like he now knows how to win. He knows how dominant he is. And it's like, it's just on now. Is it his league?
1: I think it's his league as long as he's playing with a LeBron. I don't know if uh, AD without that extra help, can get it done Mm. like an ad
0: with let's just say Kyrie, or like an elite level point guard like who scores 25 is that getting can can ad now do we now put ad in that class where it's like nope it's his league he should win this game
1: that's a great question i don't know i don't know like lebron was his point guard but like he also was like an amazing defender so Mm -hmm. you need someone who's like maybe ad and luca could be a (laughs) that could win an nba title yes Um, you need like a tall ball handling uh, point guard with him. But yeah, I mean, he's, he was incredible.
0: So it is the Lakers 17th championship. This is something that you've been pining for for about a decade. You've been mm-hmm. out of the playoffs for about seven years. A lot of pent-up like Laker fandom that just probably wants to get out. I know that yeah. you've been circling LAX for the past 18 hours or so, hoping yeah. to see the team jet land. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that being said, does this day match what you thought the emotions would feel like? Cause we are still uh, in a pandemic and we still can't leave our homes and a parade seems unlikely. So
1: what is the fans perspective yeah. on this one? Parade is, parade is definitely not happening. It is kind of a bummer. Like this is not happening in June and then we can have this parade. We can see the videos. I want to see like videos of McGee and J.R. Smith partying in Vegas, which might still happen. They might be st- still like going to Miami where clubbing is legal now and mm-hmm. figuring we don't give a shit or maybe we already had coronavirus mm-hmm. Trump level immunity. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, it's kind of sad we won't be getting the uh, the championship parade. But, you know. But you. We'll, like, we'll take the rain with the sun.
0: Were you up all night checking Twitter, looking for every sort of, like, compilation video from the season? Like, Or is it like, yeah. you know what? I'm an adult. Like, we won. I,
1: I was up to, like, two watching, like, champagne footage. Because yes. the TV cameras were not in that locker room. Like, the only peek in we got was uh, Lakers' Instagram Lives. <laughs> so, like, when Dwight went live or J.R. Swift went live... That was like, that was the view we got. But that's right. there's so many iconic TV moments from like the champagne that I was surprised, maybe it was a COVID thing that the TV cameras were not allowed in there.
0: Yeah, I was surprised that they even got to spray champagne. Like something about like just spraying liquids on one another felt like anti-safe. I have no idea at this point. Like I walked away from a squirrel like 15 feet today because I was like COVID. <laughs> so I've lost all sense of what the rules are of this game. But seeing guess... them spray champagne on one another, I was like, okay, that's a step towards normalcy. I've seen that before. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah, the-
1: The bubble was, I guess, hermetically sealed by then, or at that point, it didn't really matter, so like, they figured, listen, if I get coronavirus, it's all good fun in the name of a champagne shower. That's right. There's no
0: tomorrow, so
1: live for today. That's right. Give me the goggles. Give me the confetti. Right. Let's take some pictures. Yeah. Let's walk around shirtless and enjoy Uh, this championship.
0: Fun fact, do you know who provided the champagne to the locker rooms?
1: I saw that. Isaiah Thomas, the elder one. Yes. (laughs) Just. Interesting.
0: Sure, I, did, I would. I yeah. wouldn't peg Isaiah Thomas for a man in the champagne
1: game, but he got the NBA yeah. contract,
0: so kudos to him.
1: <laughs> and kudos to the Miami Heat, who put up. I think they gave America what they wanted. They didn't want. They were. We were talking about sweep potentially when they were down 2-0 without mm-hmm. Bam or Drogic, and then when they won one game, it's like, all right, at least it will be five. And then they won another game, or like, oh, this might be a thing. I think mm-hmm. they gave a lot of people a lot of hope. Extended the season a little bit. I think think
0: they did their job. I don't think any player had a better rebrand um, in the NBA bubble than Jimmy Butler. He is now seen to me as like um, just a universal fan favorite. Like people just like will know him moving forward. They will root for him moving forward. I think the casual fan
1: probably is, is a bigger admirer of Jimmy Butler post these playoffs. Yeah, he's the man. And like, he's so cool about it, too. His demeanor is just like, man, that guy's awesome. I couldn't even dislike him.
0: So he has the he had the reputation going to the bubble as being like a bully, as being someone who kind of like pushes his teammates to the edge, maybe isn't well liked around the league. I'll tell you what, during the finals, he was giggling, downright giggling on that court throughout. Like LeBron (laughs) and AD had like that gas face, that angry face. And then you just see Butler walk across the frame, like giggling about something. I was like, we had this dude all wrong.
1: Yeah, I think I think it's because his expectations were to probably lose in the first or second round. Mm. And so like when you're in the finals, House and it's money. like, look at me. Yeah, I'm going toe to toe with LeBron James. Like this is fun. And yeah. LeBron's like, I can't believe I have to try so hard to beat this motherfucker. Did you see the clip?
0: Um, I think it might've been from the dude Omar who started House of Highlights back in the day, but um, now he works. The answer, the answer is yes,
1: but let's see. Yeah, let's see what clip you're talking about. But I saw every clip. But okay, got it, <laughs> yeah, got it. There's no clip that I missed. So you saw the clip asking? of when AD, and LeBron James are walking back
0: through the tunnel immediately after the floor. Do you remember the conversation that, or the piece of advice or the interesting
1: fact that LeBron James shared with Anthony Davis? Is this the one where he's like, this is the one game you don't get to ice yourself afterwards. So my body's on fire right now. Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) You simply do not have to. And then he walks out of the tunnel. He goes, the only thing I might put ice on is tequila.
1: Is that what he said? (laughs) (laughs) It just shows you like how insane like... LeBron said his body was on fire because it wasn't in ice right after the game. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. What is going on inside there that he like, needs to like dip himself into a hermetically sealed ice bucket or else his body, his joints literally ignite in flames.
0: And he's just a basketball player. Imagine being a football
1: player. <laughs> like, what yeah. on earth? Well, what football player other than Frank Gore is still doing it in the year point? nine right yeah. now he has just been one burning flame for the past 20 years frankor I don't, I don't want LeBron to play the regular season next year. Like, I don't know when it starts, but like, LeBron, do not fucking waste your... Like, we know it. We got the team. This year was very important. We got the chemistry. We got the one seed. Mm-hmm. But now, if the season starts in March, you don't have to play against Charlotte. You mm-hmm. don't have to warm up. Mm-hmm. We know who you are. We mm-hmm. know who we are. Mm-hmm. Let's get better while LeBron sits. We'll develop a chemistry with AD and the rest of the team. Mm-hmm. LeBron, you can play every other game. Mm-hmm. And then in the playoffs, you'll fully healthy, and that gives us the best chance of winning a championship.
0: So I believe that that is what they did with Kai, uh, uh, Kawhi Leonard for the past Oh, two coward.
1: Years. Oh, yeah. That guy's a coward. So you What want... is he doing? Resting? Yep. Load management? That's right. That's your goat? That's right. He's not even playing
0: every game. That's right. So And before Kawhi, Shaquille O'Neal, famously, would take off like 45 games. Just chill. He knows he'll play the 18
1: or 16 that you need him. But uh, it's Do not Do you remember a... that moment, that season where— Shaq spent the entire summer partying and then got his surgery in November. And he's was, like, what I got injured during company time. I might as well heal during company. time.
0: Wasn't that also to low key punish Kobe? <laughs> wasn't there something yeah. about like um, yeah? Well, punishing I don't know the if Lakers? it was to
1: punish. Me. It wasn't. To, I think it was that idea of like I'm not sacrificing my summer if I got hurt play, on the job. I'll heal on the job. Yes, and I'll play the four months required to win a championship. Right. It w- it wasn't meant to punish Kobe. The, I bet Kobe hated that uh, <laughs> power move. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, um, well, kudos to the NBA. Uh, kudos to the NBA for getting it done. But really, I mean, you as a Laker fan, w- saddest year of your life, or saddest moment of your Laker fandom life when Kobe passes away. So I mean, to button it yeah, all, up wow. This year is just really, it's pretty powerful. It's pretty awesome. It's
1: it's very poetic because like Kobe was all about what's what makes the greatest story, what writes the greatest legacy. Mm-hmm. Like, how would you script the greatest year mm-hmm. in? or at least not the greatest year, but the most epic year in Laker history. And mm-hmm. it's like exactly what happened. We had three games postponed for three different reasons that mm-hmm. have never happened before. Like mm-hmm. one for this virus, one for Kobe's death. The other mm-hmm. is like a protest or boycott. Right. In the bubble. Uh, overcome all of that. All of that. And win a championship after being a laughingstock for... From like 2012 to 2018, they were them and the Knicks were on the same level. I think the Lakers even had a worse record.
0: Yeah, this is the first year they have Anthony Davis, and they already did this. They did that year one.
1: Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with bite clear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret?
0: Is there yes. any player? I have to imagine Kobe would be the most deadly player in the bubble. Like to just say, just play basketball for ninety days, nothing else. Good luck beating that man in that. Right, scenario. exactly. So it's pretty. Poetic. It was kind of like
1: it would be like Jimmy Butler, but with the talent and ability of Kobe Bryant, just like laser focused accuracy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But so it's over. The season is over. Yeah. I don't know, what do, have,
0: What do we even do now? That's what I'm saying, dude. We're on the West Coast, so we both, from like 4.30 to 9, most nights, had something to look forward to. We have a large chunk of time
1: back in our week. Not a good thing. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, there's only so much football you can watch because it's only on on Thursdays, Sundays. Saturdays if you watch college. Right. I guess and now, there's the kind baseball of like, playoffs. I guess with Am I supposed to now, be rooting for the Dodgers on, now?
0: There's Monday games and Tuesday games in the NFL now because of COVID, and some games are getting shifted to Thursday, and you might have three on <laughs> <Right>. Wednesday, <laughs> and now Friday games are a
1: thing. So, Yeah. I guess as people get sicker, they'll start playing football on weirder days, it's true. I can right. start watching the baseball Playoffs, I guess. Maybe yeah. I'll become a Dodgers fan again.
0: You can just hear in your voice how non exciting that option is. You'd actually Were they playing? Started... <laughs> Were they playing in the You're, you NLCS
1: tears. or whatever the fuck? <laughs>
0: Real tears dripping down your cheeks and landing on your Lakers <laughs> towel around your shoulders.
1: I will say, I'm in no rush to start the next season. I'm like, let's just enjoy the ride like we, we we have a sweet taste in our mouth, so we're like we I don't need to get back into it in November. I'm so like, so yeah, that free agency could start in December. the
0: perfect line in the sand between a Lakers fan and a fan of the n b a right there. All I want is for this next season to start
1: It yeah. always seemed
0: insane that Adam Silver was like, Yeah, by November we're going to have the next season going that never felt realistic, even Christmas now they're saying no. January and
1: Maybe just give later. us more
0: basketball, please, for the love of God. I mean, the Golden State Warriors, the Knicks, the Bulls, these teams have, won't play for a calendar year almost.
1: That's right. Yeah, it'll be from like March to February of not playing competitive basketball. But imagine, you see having, the, uh, imagine having like the, a two-year
0: yeah. deal with the Knicks or something, and then this whole year just disappears. You just made like a cool $18 million to do nada.
1: Yeah. Well the, well, the Kawhi Paul George contracts are like two years plus one option. So it's like, okay, half of their contract is now gone. Yeah, And then the next year will be the, perhaps the final year of their contract. Who knows? I have no idea.
0: You were just smiling through that hypothetical. You're saying,
1: I have no and, idea. Yeah. And I guess if Kawhi wants to stay in LA, but doesn't necessarily like the Clippers... right. They- I mean, there's really only one option for him, right? Like, if you yeah. think about it in terms of what teams from LA he could join. So, if you cross
0: off the Clippers from the list of two, um, who's like, left? Yeah. He would have it's, to take. He would have to take the veteran <laughs> minimum.
1: <laughs> well, I think we have a mid-level exception starting next year, so he can maybe get by with ten million because. He probably lives in San Diego, and the dollar goes a little further there. Let me ask you Plus this. Plus the endorsement money.
0: Let me ask you this. If you don't get Kawhi in the next two
1: years, which players from the current roster are back next year? Uh, I read this recently. We signed a bunch of them to two-year deals. So, like, Danny Green is still on the books next year mm-hmm. for $15 million. Wow. I think Rondo has a player option at the minimum. Caruso is like 3 or $4 million. KCP maybe. Yeah. Um, and are so back on a, his rookie team, yeah. You're bringing back a decent number. So this might be the team yeah. that you're looking at again, correct? This team and then uh, – oh, right, plus Avery Bradley, who we're getting back, which is another thing we had to overcome. People kind of forget. We lost our starting shooting guard before the bubble. Fact. Uh, I think we we are – have to replace our centers potentially, like Dwight and or Javale might not be coming back.
0: I think that what you guys do have in your favor is that a lot of mid level guys are going to now see the Lakers as a destination. Like, yeah, uh, it felt like two years ago players didn't want to play with LeBron for whatever reason, just marketing. But players right. were just hesitant. And now I think that like a lot of four, five, six, seven million dollar players are going to be like, of course I'll ride out my last two years here, no doubt.
1: <laughs> right. First of all, LA is always a destination, but the Lakers weren't necessarily. But now. Now it's like lakers plus championship plus mm-hmm. lebron plus we have some money to give so it's like people are willing to take a slight pay cut yeah um, i wonder who those players will be
0: yeah i guess that's the question i mean do you need more shooters do you need the
1: proper center it seems like ad sliding into the five when needed is all you really need yeah i read kevin o'connor wrote about this like next morning today it was already like this is what the lakers this is who they should target and it's a, a shooting five like javel and dwight We patched together a pretty solid um, playoff with them, but there were some teams we couldn't play uh, them at all, like Mm -hmm. against Houston. And Mm -hmm. then game six, uh, Caruso started, and Davis just slid to the five. Mm -hmm. And so he he was shouting, or he was um, recommending names like uh, Serge Ibaka, Marcus Saul, Aaron Baines. Yep. Like, Big guys who can play down low but can also shoot a three yep. would be immensely helpful for the Lakers. Yeah, those first two names you mentioned, Abaca
0: and Marcus All, immediately came to mind. as like,
1: damn, that would be a problem. That would <laughs> yeah. be a problem. But let it's us like all forget. that shooting plus also Aaron Baines instead of Dwight Howard.
0: Yeah, huge. But let's not forget that Golden State is out there, and they might be the antidote. Those two shooters, because it feels like neither one of them match up with LeBron or AD on defense yeah. or offense. So it really... It's like the Lakers have a potential legacy or, a, you know, just like a dynasty, but there's that one team that just had that one quiet disappearing year out there. And it's like, yeah, oh, golden state is going to be another problem for
1: every team again. And who's, who's better than their three of Steph, Clay and Draymond, like their third best player is Draymond. He might be the best third best player in the NBA. And I think I saw that their odds of winning a championship right now are 14 to one, something like golden really state high. Yeah. Damn. Miami's 15 to one right yeah people think miami has a better chance than golden state i guess they forget or they think wiggins is can't be part of a championship team
0: right and they're
1: probably right about that yeah <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> but they can ship they have like the number two pick they can ship wiggins in the number two for something
0: yeah we are in serious trouble with that number two pick on golden state like that's just like such a forgotten storyline but they're about to get a star on a 74 win team this is just yeah
1: a mess i guess nobody cares for this draft anyway so people don't really think about that draft pick
0: yeah the last draft um, was 16 months ago or so. Um, so yeah. it's like, who knows what,
1: <laughs> remember the draft. <laughs> who, was, who was the last number one pick? I can't even remember.
0: So we also said that we wanted to talk about on this podcast, some of our favorite moments from the bubble and who was the number one pick is actually one of the things that uh, I was reminiscing about Uh-oh. that Zion Williamson, number one pick in the draft oh, last year. Did I remember he him. have the weirdest rookie season of any star rookie player <laughs> ever?
1: Yeah, yeah. first of all, he was injured, so he didn't play. And then he came in and made, like, five threes in his first game. Then never hit any threes after that. Went all the way to the bubble, and then his season was derailed by coronavirus. Then went to the bubble and then lost at the bubble. Did he play in the bubble? He did play in the bubble, didn't
0: he? Exactly. On, like, weird minutes restrictions until, like, the game that didn't matter, they were like, you can just play all out here. He also had to be reminded how to walk. Um, he, He was like... His rookie season had a pandemic that had like three months cut it short. It was just like, what a weird, like Nike probably wanted so much out of this season for this man. And it was shattered, shattered.
1: Fortunately, he's still like 20 years old. So hopefully I'll have 20 more years in the NBA. Uh, But him and John Morant, Uh, John Morant had an insane bubble as well. Like, Mm -hmm. Took his team to that play-in game. That was fun.
0: It is funny to think about like all of those players and teams just a month ago, 45 days ago, that were in this bubble, thought they had a shot, thought anything mattered, none of it mattered. All completely no. inconsequential. There was one team Phoenix. that was supposed to
1: win, and they did. Yeah, Phoenix, the Suns were 8-0. Right. <laughs> Haven't thought about them since. Yeah. I have
0: a list of 12 things that I remember that I would have forgotten about the, um, the bubble, and Suns going 8-0 and missing the playoffs is number two on my list of just like, that happened that yeah playing um, game was playing game on there the play in game portland oh yeah no i do have dame's 61 point game the game before the play-in Ooh. game i believe i don't remember that yeah, yeah him and had, him,
1: the him and paul george beef is pretty fun
0: yeah the, the beef was fun dame scored 61 versus dallas on 18 of 18 from the line like there was a time where dame was just in fuego for those those the last bubble. four games yeah bubble, bubble mvp
1: Bubble MVP. I don't know if we'll ever see another. Is
0: that because he got his team in, that he's the bubble MVP? Because TJ Warren, (laughs) let us not forget, TJ Warren dropped 53, 34, 32, 16, and then 39. He averaged 35 over five games in 35 minutes. Good on
1: TJ. All right, TJ Warren for the Indiana Pacers, who have since imploded as like two of their star players said they want out and they fired their coach. That's right. They said they would take D'Antoni. They won't. had to uh i feel bad for tj yeah did we ever put respect on dame's name i know he was imploring us to put some fucking respect on his name hmm. i gotta confess, i don't know if i don't I think did. i've i don't know if i put any respect on dame's name yet yeah i'm worried because he's 30 going on 31 and uh if he does if we haven't put respect on his name yet i don't know what's gonna happen
0: No, we should put respect on his name in the next couple weeks let's put that down in the calendar to remind <laughs> ourselves to put some respect on dame's name Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'll put some respect. Maybe in November, right before Thanksgiving. Do you want to feel old? We did an episode called TJ Warren
1: All-Stars, I don't know, 70 months ago, (laughs) you and I? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that was in the bubble. That was July, August or something. Yeah. Remember, the Lakers did not play. I think we were three and five uh, in those eight playing games. And that's kind of what you
0: want Vogel to do with LeBron next year. Where it's just yes. like, play yes, 16 minutes, lose,
1: lose 50% of the games. It's fine. Just yes. get into the playoffs. Exactly. I don't know why. Like, he busted his ass this year. Holy shit. At one point, we won like 21 straight Western Conference road games. Right. Like, he was playing hard right. every night. Right. Damn.
0: Get on him. Do you remember how the Mavericks played? And specifically, Luca played this bubble? That was how incredible. Been, yeah. That buzzer he? beater. Against the Clippers. Yeah. The Clippers got burned by two amazing buzzer beaters in this bubble. The Devin That's Booker right. buzzer beater and the Luka buzzer beater were just all-time buzzer beaters. And that was even before their ultimate meltdown. They had a they had a tough bubble. What's up with the Clippers? What do you, what do you think is up with the Clippers? It seems like something is wrong. The fact that Doc was like, "I'm out." <laughs> and then he immediately
1: yeah. signed with another team saying, "I still like coaching. I just don't want to coach there." I think they had no continuity. Like the players didn't necessarily know how to play together. They had like They had a Kawhi team and a Paul George team and a Lou Will Montrez team, but Mm -hmm. they, like, never cohesively meshed. They Mm -hmm. never really practiced together, and because of injuries, they never played that much together. Mm -hmm. And they definitely, like, did not play with joy. Like, I don't know if, like, Marcus Morris and Trez and Lou Will were having fun on the bench. I don't don't remember seeing any of that. Yeah. Um, So I think it was a combination. And then that and Paul George just... I guess being depressed in the bubble, not playing very well in those closeout games at all. Yeah. The Playoff P moniker. <laughs> yeah, Layoff P. No, God. no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> I was listening to the radio today, and Playoff P said something along the lines of, I, um, I regret coming up with that nickname, so I prefer if people don't call me Playoff P anymore. And Carmelo Anthony responded, no take backs. <laughs> this is on twitter or social media i have no idea i heard two radio guys talking about it today and i was like true or false
1: i need this to be so <laughs> real right now no I take that please don't call me that anymore yeah that's right. not how the internet works and that's
0: not how nicknames
1: work <laughs> you don't get to give yourself one and want it to go away
0: Charles Barkley responded when he said playoff P. He said, "You might as well call me Championship Chuck." What an insult! <laughs> I mean, what an insult! Ninety and days of the
1: if, bubble. <laughs> I don't know if the Clippers get better next year. They don't have a coach. Mm. Lou Will is a little older, and he was always he was looking a little bit washed. And then mm. Trez is a free agent, so if they lose Trez, uh, Lou Will comes back or not, and then I think they're like maxed out um, cash wise.
0: Yeah, I don't know what the appropriate coach does. Like I don't know what kind of coach they need. I should say, you know, it's like they don't seem like they need to play with tempo because their guys seem like half court guys. Um, they already yeah. have the defensive players to like intuitively be defensive. Um, I don't know. Maybe Kawhi and PG are just too similar.
1: Yeah, or or PG can't be the second best player on a championship team. Like mm. he has to. It like it needs to be more of the Toronto model, which is like Kawhi and like seven other pretty solid players, rather mm-hmm. than like Kawhi PG and then. Mm-hmm. We'll figure it out with Marcus Morris, Reggie Jackson, and Lou Williams.
0: Yeah, it's true when you think about when he was on the Raptors, he had two elite scorers with Fred Fanfleet and Kyle Lowry, just doing yeah. all that. And plus, you have the Ibaka Danny Green. and Danny And Danny Green, right? So yeah. he was he was flush with talent. Whereas this team, they were good, but you know there was just a little too much Reggie Jackson at times, or you know
1: Zubac at times yeah and they didn't fit well together like if Kawhi, you have Kawhi on offense and then you also have paul george you don't need lou will out there mm. like lou will is just to provide they should play him in the raisins rondo role of like all right lebron is resting now rondo you just do whatever you want that's right and when he goes eight for 11 for like 20 points in mm-hmm. game six mm-hmm. great found money bonus cash love it raisins Bron. The Somebody, nickname for Rajon and LeBron.
0: Shout out, Raisins. Best nickname that came
1: from the Nicknames episode. Um, <laughs> someone's going to overpay for Montrez Harrell, right? Oh, yeah. He's getting... I don't even know if it's overpaid. He's a sixth man of the year. He was like averaging 18 and 10. What's yeah. overpay?
0: I guess when the last thing you see is just him just seeming overmatched. And it was probably because other guys were way more warm and had played way more games than him. And it seemed like he had a pretty rough off season personally. But I don't know. That 6'9 center that can bash... I don't know. It just seems like he's going to get maxed out by somebody and it will be the Knicks and I will be (laughs)
1: kind of just like digesting that news for a while. Yeah, he's not quite like Bam Adebayo who's like the amazing version of that where it's like, oh, this guy can get me 25 and 10 if necessary. Mm -hmm. He can shoot floaters, can occasionally like hit elbow jumpers, Mm -hmm. can rebound with the best of them. Mm -hmm. Trez is a great pick and roll kind of guy and a good energy guy, but...
0: Yeah, and he comes off the bench, he's going to be stronger than your backup center. So that's kind of the one thing that there, but a team's going to max him out and put him in the starting lineup. And then it's going to be like, oh no, he's going
1: up against, you know, Embiid this game. <laughs> yeah. Or even Jokic was abusing him. Like yeah. he was bully balling him. it's pretty great to see.
0: Which is weird because then Dwight absolutely bully balled Jokic.
1: Yeah. How does that work? If. Dwight can't bully ball Trez, but Jokic can bully ball Trez, and if Dwight can then bully ball the bully, yes. you would think Dwight can bully ball by the transitive property of yes. backup centers. Yes, they should be able to bully them, but yes. I don't know. It was, I get, that's why I give credit to Coach Vogel. Like against the Rockets, Dwight did not play a minute, and mm-hmm. then against the Nuggets, it's like Dwight, you're starting, mm-hmm. and then against the fucking miami heat in the championship game six it's like dwight we don't need you anymore like mm-hmm. the ability to pick and choose lineups the ability to play small play mm-hmm. big play fast play strong play offense play defense mm-hmm. and the lakers were in it the whole way and frank vogel made the adjustments and,
0: and also Cruz, proud of my the guys players. a lot of go yes. to the players for being ready to start like caruso didn't have a, like a world-class game six but that dude brought the energy that was missing in game five
1: yeah remember his miss floater and then he got his own rebound amongst bam and jimmy lefty Mm -hmm. yeah and then on a miss free throw by ad he got in there and like got the ball away yep man he played great too and he's only making like three million dollars a year like nobody wanted these guys nobody wanted rondo nobody wanted dwight nobody got caruso yeah and these guys are like playing meaningful minutes for a championship team
0: yeah shout out to uh what's your gm's name again rob palinka palinka shout out to him because he put himself in uh, a tricky spot where he maxed out two massive players and only gave himself what like mid-level exceptions and maybe
1: like a five million dollar contract here and there and yeah he also had to wait for Kawhi. so like as people were getting plucked like we wanted some of these players like seth curry and we're like all right sorry he's gone now so it's like Mm -hmm. that's okay let's wait let's hold let's hold we'll get danny green and rajon rondo and avery bradley and hope that's enough he, the Lakers
0: have so often been flushed with cash that they could just attract the biggest names, but he had the challenge of having to be a very smart and selective shopper. He needed, he yeah. couldn't waste a dollar on anybody. He needed every dollar to like, trans,
1: like translate to points. And yeah. he
0: picked the right and guys re- for $3 million. Yeah.
1: And, rem- and I remember when we, uh, Picked up like Avery Bradley and KCP again and Rondo. Everyone's like, "What are you doing?" Like we just found out. Like LeBron needs to be surrounded by shooters. Like mm-hmm. we see KCP miss threes. We know Rajon Rondo's not a good defender or shooter. We know Avery Bradley's washed mm-hmm. for whatever reason. It worked. Well, I mean, raisins Rondo.
0: When you watch him, there's like four <laughs> minutes left. Raisins is barking at his teammates still about what they should be doing they're up 18 they're about to get big old rings for winning the big old championship and raisins does not care you missed a pick like he's furious and yo they got that for cheap they got that intensity for cheap
1: it's because nobody like lebron actively sought him out and as he was like playing poorly these last two years all like the nerdy analytical basketball twitter guys were like don't play Rondo. He's not good defensively. He can't shoot the three. Right. Why is he in the game? What is he doing? He'd go like 0 for 4 in a game, just dribble around, use too much of the shot clock. And Rondo or LeBron and A D and Frank Vogel were like to their credit were like, No, we love this guy. He gives us the swag. He gives us high basketball IQ. We need him. Mm-hmm. And they were right and we were all wrong. Oh, there are
0: those players where it's like, I'd rather play with him than play against him. And he is one of those dudes where it's like when you're playing against him, you're like, This is annoying. Yeah. It's annoying to play against this guy who's one step <laughs> ahead of every
1: single play on defense. Yeah, why was he getting layups easily, like in game six? He was just, Hezzy getting to the layup? Hezzy he getting to the layup? Over yeah. bam, around Jimmy. Couldn't be stopped. Yep, yep. Those Heat had dead legs, and Rondo was like, I'm good. I missed the first five weeks
0: of this bubble. I still got, yeah. a, I still <laughs> got a tank behind me. Don't forget William Rondo. Dude, don't forget William Rondo. He is most definitely on my 12 things. That was just a special thing. Another thing on my um, 12 things that I would have forgotten, the birth of NBA Bubble Life on Twitter. Do you remember how fun when the bubble just started and we were like, how are we going to get to know the soap opera of it all? We need to know more than just the games. And then NBA Bubble Life pops up and they are just basically tracking every single player and person in
1: the bubble social media accounts and reposting. What do you think happens now? Do they shut down the account or do they just keep it going as a general NBA media Twitter roddy? Yes to the second one. And I think they're also probably absorbed by Bleacher Report or yeah. ESPN. <laughs> like
0: They're going to get money based on retweeting NBA basketball players. But it made it They've that much it. more fun. They've earned it. They've definitely earned it. Shout out to NBA Bubble Life. Shout out to NBA Bubble Life. Another shout out, Amir,
1: goes to Michael Porter Jr. for having a coming out party in this he did NBA great. bubble. Yeah, and the, the whole Denver Nuggets had their coming out party. Remember that series against Utah? That, that stole our attention for about a week and a half.
0: Without a doubt. Yeah, Jamal Murray, must-see
1: TV. Mm-hmm. But Michael
0: Porter Jr. was the one where he was almost by—it was supposed to be the bull bowl, bowl bubble. You know, it seemed That's like right. he was going to be the name. And then Michael Porter yeah. Jr., because they brought eight players to the bubble, was like, you need to get 35 minutes. And he was like— Kobe Bryant light.
1: Kevin Durant <laughs> light. You know, it's just like draining stars. threes. Draining on in his face. Draining. Swag. Swag. Great jump shot.
0: Yeah. yeah. MPJ. Um, do you want to hear a few more? Or uh yeah, I just yeah, got this yeah. list Let's right in front of me. Rattle it. Rashawn Holmes authors postmates based on Kelly Ubre's tweet and then has to re quarantine for another ten days. <laughs> totally forgot about that. That's yes, right. that's Kelly. true. Kelly Oubre tweeted that uh, if you order Postmates, you should have to meet the delivery person at the gate. Security won't touch it. And then you could bring it back to your room. That was false. Got him. <laughs> got, got him with that
1: fake info. Pump fake.
0: Drew the <laughs> foul. Drew the foul. Rashawn Holmes. Eight to ten games. He had to sit out or eight to ten days rather. And then on that note, Danwell House, a married oh, yeah. man, a married man with kids. Um, told his family to stay back at home so he could focus on the games and then brought one of the COVID testing nurses back to his room for a number of hours, publicly got outed, got booted from the bubble and had to return to his family in shame. Oopsie. Oopsie Oopsie-daisy.
1: Oopsie-daisy on Dan House. During the Lakers series, that didn't help Houston. That didn't help them at all. Yeah, they were already a pretty
0: uh, banged up team. Um, And then my final one, Amir. Philly and Milwaukee philly and milwaukee with the absolute disappearing act interesting
1: were you surprised
0: i mean milwaukee more than philly even because philly lost ben simmons but milwaukee just quietly got put down it felt like it wasn't even that big of news yeah no in five yeah
1: yeah by the end (laughs) it was expected they like the lakers struggled in the first eight games only they weren't able to turn it on i don't it was i don't know it's another Giannis in the playoff thing we haven't seen it from him um like we do in the regular season he might be like the lamar jackson type where it's like if i'm playing against the Bengals, if i'm playing against the hornets i'm putting up 40 and 20 Mm -hmm. and my numbers are absurd if you can game plan against me for a week uh maybe i'm a little more limited right i think it was just surprising
0: because they were so dominant in the regular season to just see them lose it all and people say that it's from losing the crowd people say that home court advantage or you know just like riding the wave but there was something weird there, boy. You just don't lose four to one if you're that good. Something, I don't know. Yeah. Just that, that one really caught me by surprise.
1: But I th- And I thought they'd go through like a Clipper thing of like some post-bubble rumors, maybe a coach mm-hmm. firing. But no, like Giannis is in Greece right now. Do you see like a picture of him with like George Hill just living the life? Yes. Coach Bud still has his job. Yes. It's like nothing is wrong. All right. right. So
0: the expectation is that they come back angrier or like to me, it's like they're exactly the same.
1: They're yeah, going exactly they the to be exactly the same. This year was supposed to be their redemption tour. They're like, Kawhi's gone now. It's mm-hmm. our East. Let's mm-hmm. get there and just mm-hmm. dominate. And they were what, title favorites. They were Vegas favorites to win going into and, the playoffs, I think.
0: And then Miami just suffocated them. It was just so bizarre. And then Philly, yeah. I mean, Philly had, I'd say, equally high expectations and
1: they sucked. <laughs> Old it's school. It's funny what happens when Jimmy leaves your team. Mm. You don't get better you never get better no you learn (laughs) lessons in that period that is a period of learning (laughs) yeah chicago traded him minnesota didn't want him philly didn't want him all right he'll go to the finals with miami i will say that because of jimmy butler
0: i think any quote-unquote hard-nosed player is now going to be assumed to want to play in miami i think that he has made the heat culture that much more public to nba players
1: right Rondo would be a great addition, too. Like, he's the kind of player that would be great in Miami. I don't know if he wants to leave L.A., but that's the kind of guy that they need.
0: And two other players who might, uh, in two
1: years, Giannis and Kawhi. Oh, that would be sexy. Defensive-minded. Miami Heat, Vice Jersey. Yeah, that'd be mm -hmm, cool. mm -hmm.
0: Although they're Um, getting
1: better just naturally. They're young, and they're all under pretty efficient contracts. Like, Bam is 22. Tyler Hero is 20. Jimmy Butler is Jimmy Butler. And they got good pieces. Yeah, Duncan Robinson, fresh out of the G League, twenty four, twenty five years old. That guy was like, like he seemed to need somebody in his jersey to hit mm-hmm. threes. When he was mm-hmm. wide open, it didn't go in. And then, like when the closeout was there and like LeBron was in front of him, he's like, "All right, now I'm going to elevate and shoot." Yeah, I need somebody three inches from me in order to like calibrate better. It's, it's insane to see.
0: And it wasn't a fluke. That's the weirdest no. thing. It was not a fluke at
1: all. He just he's can just, shoot. Forty eight percent. Yeah. Right. It is like K- Clay Thompson light
0: over there, right? I don't mean to diminish like his skills, but like why can't everyone else do what
1: he does? Yeah. Then, like, yeah. it, <laughs> you guys are all professional basketball players. Right. Should you all be able to shoot threes with yeah. not even fifty percent accuracy? You don't even have to make half of them. Just make saying. a little under half.
0: Just make a little under half. I never understood how bowlers don't always roll three hundreds. <laughs> There's no defense. There's no Just, weather. Just master yeah. it. Just master figure the thing. Up.
1: Just it's figure a free it throw. out right <laughs> should be able to hit an old man can hit like 300 free throws in a row it right. should be the same thing figure it out dwight figure it out it's weird how Whiteside didn't last in miami He's such a hard-working hard-nosed basketball <laughs> player yeah that it's is that true The white side era didn't last forever that really they revealed ever give itself. him a contract that was weird
0: <laughs> really revealed itself quickly as to like why that didn't work out <laughs> um last thought um i do have this on my list as well your team the los angeles lakers after winning the nba championship and probably having a couple drinks and feeling good
1: left quinn cook at the arena (laughs) that was our bad we should have made sure everyone was on the bus but you know quinn didn't really play do you remember dwight howard making a 30 footer as time was expiring in the game by the way were you still watching yes (laughs) yeah so that was his quinn cook moment quinn cook didn't even make a three i guess you didn't score we don't remember you how far can the resort be from the arena, though? It seems like it's all. You can walk and meet us there, it feels like.
0: What a prick I'm here. What a yeah. real prick
1: you are. Sorry, Quinn. You're, this is your second championship in, like, four seasons. You can, so when you can you walk do, back to the...
0: When you see Quinn Cook, you are a player on the Lakers, and he walks in the doors. Do you apologize? Do you laugh it off? How do you play that
1: moment? I think because they won, it's fun. Yeah. Okay. If they had okay. lost and he left them at the arena, that's that's not a good moment. That's like a, right. it's a dick move
0: no doubt and now if you are quinn cook let's put the shoe on the other foot if you're quinn cook
1: yeah. how do you
0: reemerge into the laker celebration do you use this as an opportunity to be like i'm pissed why would you guys
1: forget about me or do you have no i think you do the the roy williams sort of like <gasps> joyfully walking back into the locker room yep champagne shower we're yes. back baby yes yeah jiff this jiff this gif this, gif this. <laughs> you know i should say that we made some um I actually only made one bet on the series and it was KCP blocks over, which was a right. long shot that didn't hit. No. But the ones we discussed did pretty well. I think I said a um Braun outscoring A D above twenty eight and a half, that happened. A yeah. D below twenty eight and a half, that happened. We called that right. Uh LeBron button Jimmy Yeah, yep. Jimmy Butler threes. Did he did he end up making more oh, than half? no doubt, no doubt. He yeah, was he was only getting threes, right?
0: Yeah, he had to make uh like 0. .5 a game. And multiple games, he had two, which already kind yeah. of like tilts the scales. We also said that Jimmy over 20 and a half points seemed inevitable. Oh, and yeah. That was, that was more than money. inevitable. Yeah. Although he had 12 in his last game. It's not going to mm. get it done. Yeah. Um, what about Bam? Bam's was 15 and a half. I wonder if he hit the over. Seems like he Bam. might not have, actually. He had yeah, 25 cause... and 10 yesterday. But otherwise, I think he was averaging closer to 12 or 8.
1: Yeah. In his first three games, he had 8, 15, and 13. Yeah. Did not get there. Sorry, so, Bam. Sorry, Bam.
0: There's always next year. You said that
1: You were like, Bam didn't look so good yesterday, and then he ended up with 25 and 10. Was that mostly in garbage time, maybe? I guess so. I, I was surprised to hear that.
0: To me, why I said that Bam looked bad yesterday was just that any time a, like, a hero cut and then bounce pass into the lane, it seemed like it always bounced off his hands. If like, a yeah. weird rebound, it seemed like he couldn't corral it. Everything felt very he was wobbly. Hurt.
1: Yeah, he was probably hurt. He had like a broken or torn something in his shoulder or wrist or a neck. Yeah. He never dunked with
0: authority. Anytime he had a dunk, he kind of placed the ball in the rim as opposed to ripping the rim, you know, which is a very different feeling on the shoulder.
1: He really is like AD light, like a young AD, huge Kentucky center power forward. Yeah. Who's injury prone. Hopefully he finds himself his own LeBron James. Here's another insane stat from the box score yesterday that we can maybe end on Andrea Gudala. You know, the guy that they brought in and extended so that they can get championship pedigree and performance and guidance from
0: the guy who held out in memphis not to play one minute because he was too good for the team that eventually almost made the playoffs right that's
1: right uh andre godalla played 10 minutes yeah missed two threes i remember them and uh, was minus 20 in yes. those 10 minutes that's a that's a tough quarter of basketball if you're andre godalla <laughs> you played 10 minutes in a deciding game and the team was outscored by 20 in every those minute 10 minutes. every yeah. minute you lost two points every minute you lost him so thank you, God he didn't play 40 minutes. They would have lost by 80.
0: Everybody wants to be the Michael Jordan who hits the game-winning shot and then retires on top. If you are Andre Iguodala, do you say we're running it back? Or you're
1: like, this is my last
0: game. Minus 20 he, in 10 that, minutes. <laughs> he
1: uh, he has two more seasons left on his contract. The second one is a team option. But yeah, his contract expired this year and they extended him next year. They're paying him $16 million, I think. Yeah. And then the year after that is a team option where I'm wondering if they'll say uh, no thank you to that. His defense was great.
0: My man needs to get a haircut out of the bubble. <laughs> My man needs to get a haircut out of the bubble. He had a, minus, a He had a minus yeah.
1: twenty haircut. <laughs> the Heat must have had a pact because, like Jimmy, made it work, but he had like some pretty insane hair by the end. And Solomon Hill was just like, Beautiful. "What is that guy doing?" That Beautiful. guy needs a yeah. Meanwhile, he Tyler something.
0: Hero has the tightest fade in all of the league. <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> his twenty-year-old rookie every day. Yeah, airtight zeros. <laughs> He's earned it. Hero, yeah. Hero emerged. He, he was another bubble story. Good on him. Good
0: on him. So we now have three months off, Amir. Um, yeah. What are we What's thinking? your best guess? I'm sure neither one of us has the answer, but do you think that a buckets, uh pops up every so
1: often in the offseason? I think so. I think we got some history to talk about. We also have some draft things coming up, free mm-hmm. agencies in mm-hmm. December. So maybe mm-hmm. yeah, one every three to four weeks as we check in, see what's going on in the league. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe a coach gets fired or hired. My long-shot clipper prediction, this is n- unsubstantiated, but instead of just bringing Ty Lu up or Mike Woodson, no, Mike Brown they were talking mm-hmm. to, mm-hmm. they... Bomber throws like a shit ton of cash at a current NBA coach. Like he tells Greg Popovich, "I'll give you a hundred million dollars mm-hmm. to coach the Clippers for three years or something mm-hmm. like that." You maybe as a Lakers fan? realized, yeah, maybe Kawhi realized I need an elite coach. And is Doc Tyler's Rivers not, not? going to cut it? Is Doc Rivers not? I guess Damn. not. So if you're a you're a Lakers fan who hates the Clippers, I mean, what coach do you not want them to get? I I mean. I would love for them to get a Ty Lue Mike Brown. Like, that mm-hmm. doesn't strike fear in me. I guess uh, I don't want them to get, like, a smart, young, analytical guy or, like, mm-hmm. a Greg Popovich, like, guy mm-hmm. who always overperforms. Mm-hmm. And I'm afraid yeah. they're going to throw a lot of cash at a coach like that.
0: One of the sad results, and I know we're trying to wrap it up, so maybe this will be it, but one of the sad results of the Clippers um, kind of blowing this year was that this was really their window to strike some fear in lakers hearts for yep. them to really capitalize and be like next year it it's not there now it is further <laughs> it's further than when it started you know we saw we saw the season yeah. play out and it's like there is no coach that would make me be like if i'm a lakers fan shit they're getting closer they had their shot this year and they were a dud and the lakers <laughs> just straight up said we are the team
1: to beat and that's this the is facts. worst case scenario for the clippers like Without a doubt. they're they're gonna be worse and the lakers were like oh wow We sort of farted out seven bad seasons, landed LeBron, made a Mm -hmm. trade like you did for PG, and it worked Mm -hmm. out and we won a championship. And we're yeah. still in the same building next year.
0: That's right. And if, meanwhile, the Clippers fans resent PG-13. <laughs> so there's really no sort of silver lining here. There's just a lining, and it's a sad lining.
1: <laughs> yeah. And if, even if they play well in the regular season, they're like, we know what will happen in the playoffs. Right. Like, right. no Clipper fan will enter the playoffs with confidence, even if they're up 3-1 in a series, <laughs> yep. which should be, like, the most confident you can be. Mm-hmm. They'll be like, no, we're going to lose. We're going to lose. And so nope. that's like that. That pessimism that just doesn't go away in one season. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. Well, the Lakers are LA's team. It's been proven for many, many decades now. As Amir holds up the Lakers' towel, uh, the Clippers had a good little run. The Clippers had a good little (laughs) run. uh, They had a great six
1: months. They had last July through November. That was their beautiful. That was their time to shine. Yeah. You know, they've been a franchise for 50 years, haven't made a conference finals uh, series. I did know that and it's. 0 and 50. It's that's a lot. sad. That's, that's sad. <laughs> that's, you guys that's like have the won. Down, s- the down Knicks years, but always. Forever. Yeah. We only know this.
0: Yeah. You guys that's have right. won 17 championships, 11
1: <laughs> in Los Angeles, correct? <laughs> uh, 11 since the 80s. I think we might have won some in LA in the 60s. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. Well, congratulations, Amir. You are Thank a champion.
1: You. Thank you. And thanks for, thanks for not being a Laker hater, like some of our friends who were were just rooting against our team. You did a good job of keeping it. You were non-biased. You weren't necessarily rooting for anything but more basketball or a good series. So I appreciate it. And thank you for that. Fan and a friend. That's how it goes. (laughs) Um, all right. Where can people listen to you more? i say it at the end
0: of every buckets episode check out the no joke podcast it's the other one that i host and um thanks for listening dudes it's been one year one calendar year of basketball now in the books
1: that's right lakers were in china a year ago today right and now we're all locked in our homes (laughs) not unlike they were in china that's right Uh, Bookends. all right sweet thank you guys so much for listening we'll be back soon enough i'm sure go lakers The big nas layed at my
0: side. Sand the winds blowing hot from the north. We were born
1: right. That was a hit-gum original.